Welcome to Soul Rising. We're your hosts, Amy and Erin. We're two everyday mediums who are passionate about taking the woo-woo out of spirituality and bringing it down to earth. So put the kettle on, grab a chair, and join us. Hey, everyone. Hello. We hope you guys are doing well. Yeah. Happy, happy midweek. This is episode 30 of Rising. Yeah. 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 Uh, I guess when this comes out, it'll be end of the week. It will be weekend, but for us, it's midweek. For us, it's midweek. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it will also feel like midweek for some folks. Maybe. Maybe some people are looking forward to something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But right before we started uh, recording, Aaron and I were saying, does it not feel like Friday today? Like it feels like the weekend should be here. Yeah, it does. It definitely feels like Friday. We record usually on Thursday. I mean, it's, it's shifted and bless Amy because of my up and down schedule and your flexibility. But um, we we usually record on a Thursday and so it's Thursday today, but it feels like Friday feels like a Friday. Absolutely. I actually would like it to be Friday. I I would really appreciate that if the universe could just sort of fast forward a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for Anyways. sure. So today um, we decided we were kind of feeling nudged to talk a little bit about spiritual awakening and mm-hmm. what does that mean? And also maybe a little bit through the lens of how that can affect your relationships, um, you know, not just with others, but with, with self, you know, a lot of change take part. When you have the spiritual awakening, (laughs) right? Yeah. Within and then outer world, I feel like you were Mm -hmm. saying too. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at an article here and they quote uh, psychology today and they talk about what the term spiritual awakening kind of means as a term. Mm. So I'm going to give that to you, but it also, I feel like can mean different things to different people and affect people differently. Um, So it says spiritual awakenings occur when we see glimpses of the much bigger picture around us and find humility in the moment we can become aware that humility is not thinking less of oneself but rather thinking of oneself less and that we are worthy of self-compassion then they go on to say a slow it's a slow gradual process that happens when a person understands that their existence goes beyond the confines of the i or the ego yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you wow. agree with that, that description? I would. I would. Yeah. yeah. It like, you almost do a, a shedding, right? Yeah. Because I feel like, and I think this, this is true maybe with like any, you know, new perspective or learning any, anything that's new for you, right? Um, no matter what area that you sort of have a new perspective on, on that topic or whatever it is that you're learning about, right? Um, and then you sort of do like a shedding, you sort of do like a letting go of, you do a lot of unlearning. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And sometimes, you know, 
like for me, I, like I've heard the term dark night of the soul, like quite often for me, I don't know if I really experienced a dark night of the soul during my awakening. I think when people say that it essentially means like that process of unlearning and shedding can be extremely mm-hmm. painful. Yeah. And I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, especially if your life is very kind of, you realize it's unaligned with what you're now learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't fit the same. And so there can be like a grieving process mm-hmm. around having to let things go or yeah. uh, grieving yeah. for I should have done this or why didn't I do this or wanting that mm-hmm. time back. Mm-hmm. So I think to me, that's what it would mean when somebody said they, you know, they had a dark night of the soul. Does yeah. That yeah, I would too. Yeah. I mean, I ought to be honest, I haven't heard the term dark night of the I soul. I no. think it's an Eckhart Tolle Eckhart Tolle thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that it just talks about that like period of time when it's, it's difficult. That it can can feel like that. It can feel like parts of you are literally dying, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the ego, the death of the ego. Um, And so that would just call it, cause that confusion perhaps. Right. Um, Now turbulence on a plane. Yeah. Turbulence. Now (laughs) it's important that that that's like kind of talked about so people know okay I'm like not going crazy like I'm mm-hmm. I am feeling this shift and I'm feeling all this stuff falling away and I'm changing yeah. and I'm grieving um and I'm having to let go of you know previous mindsets behaviors relationships jobs whatever it is yep. but it doesn't always have to be like that and that's yep. what I want to share too I don't think I really experienced that per se Mm-hmm. Like I didn't go through a deep and dark depression or anything like that during my spiritual awakening. No, I'm trying to like even think of when my like when you would say that happened to when you. my yeah. spiritual awakening was because it's interesting because hmm I mean I would say I've had a few. <laughs> I think that's important to talk Is about. That, too. Yeah, 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 because I. And it, it, this is interesting too, because I wouldn't necessarily say that being a medium automatically was my spiritual awakening. That shift of when I decided to become a medium, oh, I'm awake now. I think it happened actually like when I was quite younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what that does that sort of fit with how maybe you're feeling too I about your own so, spiritual awakening. But it awakening? also kind of poses a question. It raises a question for me. Do you feel that if somebody is a medium, then they have gone through a spiritual awakening, or could you be a medium without having gone through that? Ooh, I know. Amy getting with the tough question. I I would say. Wait, what are you going to say? Should I go first? No, I want you to go. I want three, two. To- I <laughs> I think. <laughs> Um, I think that you definitely can be a medium and not have a spiritual awakening. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. I because think- what does spiritual awakening mean? It means you're shedding, shedding the ego, whatever, letting that go. And then I think maybe you can still be, you know, it's like you can still work your job. Yeah. Right. Without and Maybe somebody like somebody's profession might be a medium. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and they could believe in and genuinely communicate with spirit but it doesn't mean that they've shed ego you know like yeah I certainly haven't shed my full ego and I would say that most of us have not Mm -mm. um I think it's those you know 
mystics and um yeah. like I'm reading um Be Here Now by uh Ron Doss. This Alex has a, that book. Yeah, this is a person that probably was able to shed their ego. But yeah. I think for most of his, us, it will be a kind of a lifelong process. Yeah, I agree. Oh my, as you said his name in a little bit now, my ears are ring, were ringing, like pretty. It's been rumbling. all about him lately. I just, like, I've got all the books. Look at this one, being Ram Dass. I'm obsessed with him right now. This is, I'm, I'll loan this to you. I This is an amazing book. This is a biography. Wait. Oh, it's his biography. Mm-hmm. There's, um, it's super short. If if you're you and other folks are interested, there's a really short documentary on Ram Dass, and towards the end of his life, I, I might have watched it already. Was it, it was on really? Netflix? Yeah, yeah. I watched it a few years ago though, so I might want to revisit it now mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that I feel more like um, connected to him through his words because this is literally his journey from childhood all through his years as yeah. being professor, um, yeah. his um, LSD research. Yes, 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 LSD yes. Moving in. So right now I'm kind of at the point where he had um, been in India for I think 18 months and then has come back um, because his guru, which I cannot remember his name at this moment, but his guru kind of wanted him to go back to the West to see if he could really implement what he had learned. What he had learned. I didn't know that. Yeah. And do you know what's really cool? Alex has it. Yeah. Well, that's the blue one. The, yeah, that's, that's, that's his... what it, the part I'm talking about right now is from being Ram Dass. But Ram there's Dass, a part yeah. in this where his, hi, Ted. <laughs> Ted's just jumping all over. To visit. There he his, is. Um, his guru, his spiritual teacher that he met um, in, in India, he, um, the first time that he, like they were in the same room, that Ram was in the same room as him before he became Ram Das when he was Richard Albert. Mm-hmm. He, um, the, the, the spiritual teacher literally like sought him out, looked him in the eye and talked about his mother who was in spirit. Wow. And talked about details about her body and her health and things that have happened that he would have no way of knowing. So I thought it was really cool because that that encounter was what set the chain of events off for Ram Das mm-hmm. to become Ram Das. Mm. The real spiritual awakening happened when he ship reading. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I that I was would, really cool. That is really cool. I and I love. That's why I almost I really um, I love doing this work because. I'm not, I'm not saying we're giving everybody that comes to see us a spiritual awakening, yeah, potential for it. but I think there's room for it. Exactly. And I think if anything, and we've been just saying this over and over and it's on, I think both of our websites, cause we both read very similarly that our readings are just meant to offer you a different perspective mm-hmm. and part of like your spiritual awakening, whatever you'd like to call it. Maybe it's not even you're maybe you're not even calling it a spiritual awakening. Right. But yeah. part of that is just opening yourself up these new perspectives mm-hmm. right absolutely and there's the potential for that like something that I was talking about just yesterday was on my radar was about um you know when I do the higher self readings and that's interesting because mm-hmm. the deck I chose today to pull for us you can see all the synchronicities here the deck that I chose is the only deck I use for my higher self readings and I want to talk about higher self reading so when I 
am connecting to somebody's higher self, there's about five or six questions I specifically ask and then mm -hmm. channel about. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is about your energetic frequency. Mm. So it's like the, the things that go unsaid about you, just like your energy without like, like when you walk into a room and you don't even know anything about this person and you haven't even heard them open their mouth, but it's like, need to go there. Yeah. And it's not like an attraction, like a physical attraction. It could be, but more, it's more something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or we might have experienced the opposite where it's like nice person, but for whatever reason, just not for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's like the frequency, the energy of each of us that we have. And what I truly feel and believe is that this frequency, we, we attract the people that are meant were meant to attract that we can potentially open a door for or help yes. with their spiritual growth or yeah. any sort of life yeah. and growth. And then yeah. there's also people that we're going to naturally repel. And mm -hmm. it's been freeing for me to really realize this because it's not a personal thing. It's just no. an energy. So like, you're not going to be everybody's yeah. person. Some people are going to be naturally repelled by you mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And when we just focus on the ones that are naturally gravitating towards us, that's, that's all we really need to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So I, I, I think that relates to this a little bit because I think sometimes the awakening process is also about learning, learning that like, you don't have to be everybody's everything. Like you, I, I feel like the process of awakening is coming to me in this moment is the process of belonging to self yeah 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 it's a like a feeling of um coming home mm -hmm. yeah absolutely that's been a big one for me and my own awakening process mm -hmm. I can't pinpoint either when I think that happened for me I think it was a gradual like over life little tiny shifts yeah I it, I would say yeah. yeah, because I think that we've talked like we've always kind of been somewhat spiritually minded, like since mm -hmm. childhood. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's I think it's been gradual, a little awakenings over time. For others, it might be they never felt that connection or had that feeling about spirituality. Yeah. And then exactly. all of a sudden it was like, boom, like boom. Maybe if it was that case, maybe then the dark night of the soul would make more sense for those people. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that makes sense. It's like you're, you, I went through some, I would say like, I went through my own, you know, spiritual awakening when I went back to college for social work. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that is all about, you learn about systems and structures and, um, you know, all of the isms, right? <laughs> like mm -hmm. you're, and you're doing all of all the work to unlearn, you know, previous societal, um, uh, you know, constructs or the way that society has, you know, taught you previously, you're learning and shedding all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and that for me was like a really huge shift and a really big learning curve. Um, and I would say like, you know, I definitely feel like maybe I had a dark night of the soul then, you know, <laughs> a lot of guilt and all these things that it yeah, come maybe, with feeling maybe things. That's what that means, right? Mm -hmm. is, is that guilt or the woulda, shoulda, couldas or the- Yeah, the or like, oh my God, you're yeah. thinking of all these things and- Yes, yeah. It's just, I think really for me, I think what it comes down to a spiritual, spiritually awakening moment is those moments where you feel 
may be and maybe they're small and maybe they're big like we were saying but that like big shift you know it can be that big shift that happens in your life or all of a sudden it's like the light the lights turn on yeah and you're like holy shit yeah i feel like maybe i was asleep for a little bit and now i'm awake yeah like i often use the you know analogy of like running on the hamster wheel of life yeah thinking awakening yeah. and then you you're either yeah. gonna like step off yourself or you're gonna get flung off right but yeah it's when you get off the wheel <laughs> I love that visual. Um, yes. I can just see a hamster like, <laughs> no, 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 no. And then just, just, yeah, yeah going, yeah. going, going. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what a dark <laughs> feels um, like too fast on a hamster wheel. Yeah. One thing that's coming through to me in this moment is just about like through that process of shedding mm. and unlearning yeah. as you process, you know, things in your life and, uh, go through all those doubts and fears mm -hmm. you're you're shutting and clearing out a lot of pain yeah in your physical and mm -hmm. spiritual emotional mental mm -hmm. everything so I think one thing that wants to come through a, a very spontaneously in the moment is about how important it is to take care of yourself like emotionally and mentally and emotionally especially mm -hmm. during that time like you wouldn't want to like really put yourself into tremendously stressful environments during that time where you're going to yeah. like add more pain on like because you're kind of trying to shed a lot of discomfort mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. kind of going through this process um I just feel like you need to hear in this moment you the listener that it's okay to prioritize yourself during this process it's okay to prioritize yourself all the time but during this process is especially important mm -hmm. i was reading an art like an, another article earlier today that said you know sometimes it's we can think of when we go through that process we're being reborn so the little the little the little bit afterwards whether it's a few months or a year you can kind of think of yourself as a newborn so mm -hmm. you really need that mm. extra love and compassion and care for yourself yeah and you know if you don't have somebody that understands that process or mm -hmm. you just don't have anybody to help you through that process then I just feel as if you need to hear that you can like parent yourself you can mother yourself in that moment yeah, yeah. Uh, nurture your own self yeah and be okay with that yeah because exactly. I think there's a lot of hang-ups with that too like with taking yeah. it easy or with you know I'm just being lazy or like whatever it is or I can't I can't ask for help like it's very hard it's resistance but that's part of the stuff you're shedding yep yes, yes. and I always say you know because uh, I, you know, I, for myself, it was hard for me to even, and I think you know, some of this is making me think of like therapy sessions, you know, yes. that I've had and like beginning my own healing process by going to therapy. And I know that it can be really tough to even like make that step. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so like I always say, like, even if you are searching it and you send that email, good for you. That's it. That's a major step. That's a yeah, really that big step. Hence for me too. Like the 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 awareness is half mm -hmm. the battle. Like if you have yeah. the awareness mm -hmm. that oh maybe I should go to therapy, that's mm. half the battle. And then you take the yeah. next step. You 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 book the appointment. 
you're almost done. Like you've done all the hard stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Here's a question for you. As we're talking, I'm wondering if, and what's, what I was just like coming through to my mind is like, do you think part of the journey here as souls, our whole life is a spiritual awakening? Yeah, I think it's a process of awakening. I, I feel like, you know, like when I picture kind of life, sometimes I, I picture like a, a path and, you know, like there's there's crossroads and there's different avenues we can take. And I think there's always an opportunity, especially in our challenges, yeah, to choose a different path and, you know, to choose the road less traveled for you. Mm-hmm. And this can be just based on your own life experiencing experiences or your the way you were raised. It could be ancestral yes. stuff that runs through the line. When you, the minute you make a choice, I'm going to do something different than I have before or than everybody else has before, before me and my family. Yes. Yeah. That's awakening, right? Yeah. That's part yeah. of that. I think so. Yeah. so. I think every time you kind of veer off and you go, yeah, I know I did it this way before, but that doesn't feel right to me anymore. And I don't know why. I'm not going to sit and dwell in it and doubt it. I'm just going to do this. I don't know why I feel like I want to do this, but I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm yeah. Breaking, breaking cycles, breaking cycles, yes. starting anew. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm like thinking about just like, you know, life. What does that mean? It means, that, you know, what does that mean? You know, being here, what is our purpose? There's so many of these questions, right. That come, mm-hmm. come through. And we've had this, these discussions before, And like, I think we've come to like the same consensus that like part of our journey here is just to, you know, do the unlearning and learning and grow. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think because part of that is when we kind of go through that process, it's almost like we're being, you know, because I don't, we don't look, I don't look at as death as like the end. I look at as a, at it as a transition Transition. yeah. and I feel like it's almost like we shed this part of ourselves and we make way for this other new part of ourselves when we transition for more learning and more growth to happen. So like, I don't know if any of the stuff that I'm saying is making sense, but it does. And it reminds me of karma, like my understanding Mm -hmm. of karma with cycles and patterns. And, you know, I also have an understanding um, from the work that I've done. And I feel like you agree that the more we kind of shed and clear away, whether it's, you know, old patterns and limiting self-beliefs, um, or even if it's just literal physical stuff mm-hmm. that's kind of in our space that when we're trying to make room for something else, we need to clear it in order to make room for something else. Yes. And so when I think of kind of that transition to the next, it's like, okay, so have you shed as much as you could Mm-hmm. Have you cleared away enough of the old so that you're ready for something new, right? It's mm-hmm. like, it's like a level up almost. And yeah. I feel like when we do not, when we stay on the hamster wheel of life, then we just get more of the same the next time I feel. Yeah. And then right. and it's sort of yeah. almost, uh, you know, whenever that transition or whenever that growth happens, right. It's almost like it's gonna, it's gonna happen no matter what right? Yeah. So it's almost like you can either go with it or you can swim against it. But if you swim against the current, it's going to be harder. This just came up in a client reading yesterday. Like literally it came up and it's like, you know, we're, we're, she was very like spiritually of spiritual (laughs) mind. Like she was quite spiritual herself, but um, you know, it kind of came up like we've got to learn it at some point. Yeah. 
it might as well be in this lifetime yeah. with the awareness that we have <laughs> because we have to do it anyways, right? So rip one, the band-aid off. Rip the band-aid off, <laughs> save the time from having to do it again. Yeah. In a different body in a different life with don't different- go into the shower and you know, <laughs> wait for the water to come down and then you pull the band-aid up, just rip yes. it off. Just rip it off. <laughs> Yeah. But you got to be ready for that too. Like you can't exactly. Yeah. I yeah. feel like though, when you get to the point where you have, because I feel like awareness is like I said, half the battle when you get, because the awakening is the awareness. It's the mm-hmm. awareness. Oh, there's something different. Yes. That that's yes. what the awakening is. So I think once you get to that point, it's like, it's, you do want to rip the bandaid off. Like mm-hmm. it's so uncomfortable now that you've got an awareness, but you're it's like the, the hamster is on the wheel, but knows it can get off. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that is worse than being on the wheel and not knowing there's another and not knowing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love, yeah. I love that. I love all of these analogies. Me too. This <laughs> is how I understand it. things. Um, so spirit always gives me those because they're like, yes, get it. I'm very like, visual. Really image. <laughs> I am very visual as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I think during this process of spiritual awakening, which like we said, we both feel like it's kind of a lifelong process. And just when you think, you know, what you got to know, then you go something else comes out. Exactly. It's a lifelong thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, relationships can potentially change or Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. end um, during times like this. I, I don't know about you, but like not even in spiritual awakening kind of through that lens, but just, I've witnessed so many relationships over the course of my adult life where a partner will change something in their life, whether it's, they want to go back to school or they do some sort of big diet exercise program and lose a bunch of weight or like whatever it is, they do something different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the other spouse is kind of like, whoa, like, who are you? Mm-hmm. person I married 10 years ago <laughs> and the relationship sometimes dissolves yes. yes yes and I think for me how I understand that is like there's a there's a like an energetic like yin and yang like a balance mm-hmm. and it, it can be become like this when one person's kind of growing maybe oh yeah, yeah. Level yeah. Another. and it's not really like a blame thing like I think it's no. just Exactly. It can be with partnerships. It can be with yeah. friendships. It can family, be with family, Family's right? A big one, right? Family's huge, huge. Mm-hmm. You know, you're constantly, we're all individuals. We all are, yeah. you know, we interpret things differently. We internalize things differently. We understand concepts, you know, <clears throat> differently. Right. And so I feel like if, if, it's all about, you know, how are you going to maybe, I don't know, work together or like being at different points in your lives, but also being almost in, you know, having to, again, work together or be in sync. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. 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 I know so that. Yeah. Family is something that comes up often when I, um, I talk to clients and stuff about this particular mm-hmm. kind of topic. And it's very difficult when you kind of identify maybe as the cycle breaker, you know, and what I mean by that is, oh, I have an awareness that there's some sort of pattern or cycle that runs through everybody in my family and like everybody that's come before and it's been in my life too. And I don't want it anymore. And I'm here to like 
do something different. Mm -hmm. That can be kind of, I would assume it could be quite jarring Jarring. um, or disruptive to other members of the family who's like, Mm -hmm. well, who are you? Like, who do you think you are? (laughs) You know, like you're like, why are you doing something different? Especially because there's, there's power dynamics in families, depending on where you, you know, depending, are you the child? Are you the mom? Or where are you? The sibling, you know, where are you? Yeah. Like when you get yourself off the hamster wheel and the rest of your Mm -hmm. family's still on, that could be potentially like triggering. It can Mm -hmm. cause a lot of stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. like time and time again, where it's hard to like relate you know, and, and also I feel like when you go through an awakening process, or like I said, kind of like finding yourself again, belonging to self again, you figure out, I feel like the process of awakening is to figure out who am I really? Mm-hmm. And what do I want and or need? Yes. And it becomes near intolerable. Mm-hmm. Like once you honor yourself that way like once you commit to yourself that way it's almost intolerable to go back to what was yeah right yeah yeah it's so I I feel like we've talked about boundaries before I feel like boundaries are a huge thing yes um I've I've had things come through in readings where it's like you know it's okay for you to distance yourself from the rest of Mm -hmm. your family like that's Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. that was like a a loved one in spirit came through to say that to my client about the rest of the family you know like it was kind of like it's okay like you don't have to feel guilty for doing that yeah 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 I I've I mean I've gotten that from just like spirit you know I I think so it depends everybody is different our families are so different you know yeah. but we can you might feel different things um you know from that shedding or from putting up those boundaries it can be really difficult you know um and and not everybody can understand that when you put up those boundaries that those are boundaries that you've put up mm-hmm. right and again people internalize things and and i always yeah. say to people you can only control what how you perceive things and what right you know you can't control how they're going to react you yep. can't control what they're going to do so you you know do the best that you can in that yeah you know scenario yeah. with whatever you're going through and i know it's really even though it's super difficult right um but boundaries are so important absolutely even yeah. just for your own sanity or your own your own personal space right like yeah again and this goes back to like i think we've talked about this before but like our bodies are such good barometers of like right if your boundary is being crossed you more than likely are going to feel it in your body yeah absolutely absolutely you know that was a spiritual awakening when my therapist said that to me i was like you're right that is profound You know what? And it's funny because it's it's something that I've just recently learned too, because I think like we've spent a lot of our spiritual like journey, um, at least consciously Mm -hmm. in the the mind and in the heart, right? It's like um, that kind of connection. Um, And so I often will wait, you know, sometimes for clarification that way, like I'll wait Mm -hmm. till I hear something or whatever, but I, I, I have recently just been reminded, no, you can go back to your gut, like truly 
you're yeah, gone. Like I know you rely on all this and you're pretty good at it now, <laughs> yeah. but your stomach still won't lie to you. So, you know, you can, you can trust mm-hmm. that right away. You don't need to then wait for confirmation up here. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And in saying like with your, you know, with whatever spiritual awakening or whatever you'd like to call it for yourself, whatever growth you're going through, if there is conflict in any area and you have to put up those boundaries because have things to. have changed, you know, that's okay. And it's also okay for you to take a step back from the situation and just, you know, wrap yourself around the the folks that will support you and continue yeah. to, you know, just show you love because ultimately like, I don't know, I'm just thinking back to like my own family um, and, you know, the, the ebbs and flows, you know, that come with, with family, um, right through the change in like just relationships. And because when, when you grow up and all of a sudden you parent, you realize that your parents are people and that they make mistakes and (laughs) that's part of the I don't know awakening or that's part of the growth I think that also happens uh for for us as as people I don't know where I'm going with this but no it's okay (laughs) I literally just said something today I was talking to somebody we're talking about relationship with our fathers and I've talked about that before my father's in spirit and um you know I said you know, something that I learned is that we all do the best that we can with what we have at that time. And there's freedom in knowing that I think on the other side of the spiritual awakening, after you go through all the growing pains and the shedding, you know, not to say it's, you're ever fully on the other side, but you know, I feel like you get a little lull in between awakenings, but when you get into that lull, spirit's like, you need a break. (laughs) I'm just going to give you a little break. I feel like these are the kind of insights that can come from a spiritual mm-hmm. awakening. Like, okay, my parents were just people, just like me. Nobody teaches you how to parent. Everybody does the best they can with what they have. And it's, 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 I know forgiveness is one of these things that can be triggering. And certainly, you know, maybe five years ago, I would have been triggered by somebody that would say this to me, like yeah. your parents do the best that they can with what they have. It'd be like, well, that's not good enough. You know, like maybe that, maybe some, one of you are saying that, right. And I certainly understand that, but I, I have found the freedom in knowing that at like a soul level from like connecting to my own father in spirit. It's not, it's never truly about the capacity for love. I don't think it's just in how we express it and everybody's yeah it's so much conditioning and so much it's and that's that's why we come here on this like planet world the world is like the toughest I've always felt that when we come to earth it's the the hardest place to come to learn these lessons I think yeah I I right agree with you it's so hard it is, it, is, yeah. it is because if you think that you are you know because we're all spirit in physical vessels if you think about what spirit is pure love mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. pure love acceptance belonging and then all of a sudden you're like oh I'm in this you know meat suit I'm separate than everybody else everybody's fighting all the time everybody's separate you know it, what, right? what is this yeah what is so for me the spiritual awakening is like letting go of all that earth stuff yeah while you're still here on earth it's really important that you still are a part of this is something that we can lose sight of as spiritual people right come back come back a little bit yeah we can't can't just stay there in the spiritual world all the time yeah 
because then we kind of miss the point of our own journey. We, yeah, you can lose sight of things. Yes. Yeah. Because I I have to remind myself of that sometimes like Amy, yes, you came here to reawaken and remember who you are, Mm -hmm. what the point of all this is, but you still have, you know, hopefully another 40, yeah. 50 years Plus in years. your body here on earth. And yeah. you need to be here on earth. Mm-hmm. Like that's why you're here. That's why you're here. Yeah. That's why you're yes. here. So yeah. 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 I hope it's, this helps. Be- Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's a good reminder. It's a good reminder. It's a good reminder. Yeah. And just, I think it's important, like part of, you know, we've said it time and time again, like we're part of our mission statement is to bring all this back down to earth and make it more relatable. I think when we talk about a spiritual awakening, it, it can kind of seem like one of those other, like, what does that mean? And it's language is a huge thing in general, uh, in society, in the spiritual community. I think it's very important language, uh, is something that can be very othering. So we have yes. to be very careful about yeah. our language. Yes. And I think that's why we like to break things down. Like, mm-hmm. what do we actually mean by the dark night mm-hmm. of the soul? What do we actually mm-hmm. mean by spiritual mm-hmm. Because you might not call it that. Yeah. You're going through it, right? Yeah. This yeah. is why it's like, I don't necessarily think that you have to feel as if you're like part of the spiritual community to go through a spiritual awakening. No. And uh, this came through like in another reading the other day that it was like, you know, uh, spirit kept wanting to talk about just like spirituality, you know, and they, they were like, I'm not talking about, I don't want to talk about this, (laughs) this, right. But spirituality doesn't mean, you know, we all sit there and sing kumbaya. I was going to say kumbaya. (laughs) You're going to say it, yeah. (laughs) Right. If your spirituality is like, I'm going to go out or whatever. I'm going to listen to heavy metal music. I'm going to, I don't know, whatever it is. I don't really know what. What does belonging to you mean? What does belonging, yeah. Happiness, bringing it back within. How do you center yourself? Like that's, that's it. That's it. You don't got to go out and buy, you know. Crystals and cards. Crystals and cards and, you know. You don't have to. You You don't have to. No. Yeah, I think that's so important because I mean we have cards and all this kind of stuff, but the, but these are just, us. like them. They're tools for us. We it's like to use us. them, but you don't need them if no. on your spiritual journey. Like no. these are requirements. No, I don't we don't need these cards. They're tools. They're tools that you know we feel like help us connect, but also that they're really pretty. And I like having pretty. It's like when I go to the, you know, wine place or the liquor store, right? I am looking, sometimes I don't necessarily get the wine that's the, the nicest or, you know, I just pretty like one. the bottle. I'll get the pretty bottle. So I got the pretty tarot cards. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's really <sighs> important. But yeah, just... Just to kind of reiterate as we move on um, and do a little energy forecast, a little Mm -hmm. reading for you with cards, take care of yourself on this process, whatever process you're on, if you call it spiritual awakening, if you don't, I feel like we can, there's, it's like, it's it's the word unifying, I think it is. Um, We are all here 
doing the same thing in different ways. We are all trying mm. to remember who we are. The reason I when I, I went oh, when I pulled this card is because it literally says remembering who you are, who you are. on it. <laughs> We're all trying to do that. That is the goal of everything. We're all trying to do it in different ways. And it's hard, harder for us to do that on the hamster wheel, mm-hmm. which why it's easier to step off, but it can be yeah. jarring. It can be, <laughs> it can be a lot. I, I would, if you're like somebody that is um, maybe just kind of new to this and doesn't feel as if they've done a whole lot of spiritual development, I would honestly encourage you to do it like slow and steady. Mm-hmm. You don't need to rush this process. You really don't. Because I also believe in divine timing. So I believe that things, you know, you're never given more than you can handle at any one time. That's the leveling up, right? That's why like, yeah. okay, Erin got through this spirit, mini spiritual awakening. We gave her a break. Here's a new one. Here's, here's she wouldn't one. have got that if she hadn't done the one before because she wouldn't have been ready for it. Yeah. I think yeah. that's important too, like to not feel like you have to rush the process. No, it's and not a, a race. No, exactly. No. And even if you're like, I'm not ready to go there, it's still going to be there for you. Yeah, I you think can it's go important. And, yeah. For for anything though, like I don't think anything that is truly meant for you, I don't think you will totally miss out on it. It no. will find you. Have you noticed that in your life? Like where you feel you miss an opportunity or something and then it somehow shows up again. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I was later with your school with my schooling or even I, um, there was a family, um, and they had, uh, when I was doing placement, I bought, I did my placement at, uh, the school board school at the school. And there was a family with an autistic child and they wanted me to like take like be there their one-on-one work one-on-one with their child and i was like i don't know if i'm ready for it and i always thought back to that moment of like god i really wish i took that opportunity but look here i am i'm working with the autistic community yeah and you probably feel more prepared for it because of what you've done in Mm -hmm. that interim yeah absolutely absolutely yeah and again i feel like that is another piece of this spiritual awakening is that trust Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. that trust in it's it's like knowing the interconnectivity of everything and trusting mm-hmm. in the divine timing and not feeling like you have to rush and force no it's, honestly like we're still going through it we will be going through it for the rest of our lives but from where we stand right now wherever that is on the spectrum of awakening there's freedom here yeah there's freedom here yeah and i think we're not saying that if you if the hamster wheel is spinning fast and you get flown off you're necessarily going to have like a bumpy ride (laughs) you know exactly it's not going to necessarily be difficult and so if you want to keep going you keep going it's okay oh yeah you yes you listen to yourself and what i just don't want anybody to ever feel like they should be further along than they are because no we're all unique that's right yeah and that's you wanna... profession too, you know, with like, yeah. well, how come, you know, I'm here in my practice and somebody's there or, you know, whatever it is, it's. it's Don't compare funny. yourself. Yes. We all do it. I've done it. I still sometimes catch it. myself and I'm like, Aaron, stop yes. it. 
Yeah. But that's all this is. But that's the awareness where you're like, yes, it's not that you never go to that place of ego again. Yeah. Right. Or no, because it's, it's part of you. Right. It's part of you. You're never going to get rid of it. If anybody yeah. claims to like have no ego, be skeptical. Be skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> Don't trust them. Speaking of trust, I'm just kidding. You're going to have an ego. It's part of you. The awakening process is the awareness of, I don't have to let that define me. Yes. I don't have to listen to that. It's almost like a defiant child, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) I'm not going to do it. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. You want to go ahead? Do you have your card ready? I don't. Hang on. Okay. Do you? Yep. Okay. Oh, I do now. Okay. You go. I felt, I felt for whatever reason you should go first. Okay, so I'm pulling, this is a, and this is a bit, the deck is dirty. Please don't judge me, YouTube. Okay. It's called The Goddess. <laughs> I've had these I for a while. I love old, worn-in decks. Right? They're very well loved. Yeah. They're the goddess knowledge cards. I haven't used these in a while, but they're so beautiful. Like, I don't look at these images. Yeah, I've never heard of those before. Oh, I like this spider woman she's called. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anyways, okay. So I pulled uh, Psyche. So, and it tells a little bit about the story um, and it's going to tell us who this goddess is. So it says, the story of Psyche tells of a mortal woman taken to a mysterious castle to be married to a fierce dragon. Her husband comes to her in the middle of the night and she falls in love with him. Told that she must never look upon his face, she disobeys this injunction and finds that her husband is really Eros, the god of love. When he awakes, he flies away, leaving her forever. Psyche roams far and wide trying to find Eros. She goes to his mother, Aphrodite, who gives her four tasks to complete, each seemingly impossible. The final task requires her to descend into Hades and retrieve a box of beauty. Through this process of meeting the challenges of her tasks and integrating her experiences, Psyche grows from an innocent young girl into a mature goddess. That's just, This is cool. Psyche is a rich... Reminder of our Im- I love it. I love it. I don't know why I'm getting like I'm gonna cry. Of our imperative to grow. She reminds us that that the process of life takes us into the dark places as well as light. There you go. Just as the butterfly emerges from the dark chrysalis into the light. See, this is why we like carbs. <laughs> because- like, come on, I can't make that up. Yes. This is literally this is this. Yeah. That's amazing. And I'll show the I'll show the image. That's beautiful. Yeah, she's holding shells. She's got these wings, um, and almost like bird. She looks all bird like. So like it, the growth is is through the challenges as well. The challenges. The, the, yeah. yeah, it's it's both. It can, it's, that we have to, you know, that or it's yes. Both. That even though we go into these like dark places, maybe the ego, whatever that looks like for you, these challenges, mm-hmm. um, you know, that there's light as well. And that it is a good reminder that a caterpillar, you know, a butterfly isn't just a butterfly. It takes time. It goes from a caterpillar to a butterfly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Ooh, okay. Okay, I'm excited for what you pull, Amy. In this book. Whoa. <laughs> I know. Ram Dass? Yeah. Butterflies. Basically think... talks about that, right? Maybe he's what? Maybe he's. Uh... I swear. Well, when was it last? 
maybe it wasn't on the air, but when we did the interview with Brandy and I pulled uh, one of cards, Rom came out. Rom came out. That's right. Because I was like, didn't we talk about him before? And it was with Brandy. Okay. No, I don't know. But like, there's something about him right now. <laughs> I don't know if I'm like, are you here, Ron? Like, I don't know, but like, this. Well, I've I this whole podcast, I have had like, I don't know the chills, and my house is pretty. pretty the warm. temperature is normal. <laughs> so amazing. Okay, so okay. if Ron is here, we would like him to come through. Dusting, Ron. Okay, um, Soul Star activation. Mm. This beautiful card again. Ooh, like the bird. Card the bird yeah eagle um hawk. yeah i don't know which it, it reminds me of a hawk but it could be an eagle fulfilling soul contracts and remembering who you are shut the front door. i know i know um so it says the soul star chakra is the energy center that is found around six to 12 inches above the crown and connects us directly with soul wisdom. So this mm-hmm. is like higher self kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It is our gateway to the ether- etheric realms, which hold all the lessons of all the incarnations that we have experienced, mm-hmm. otherwise known as the Akashic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Through our soul star, we access information and wisdom like a computer connecting to the internet through broadband instead of having to move through the event dimensions to access the information we can remain connected at all times and download support if necessary did you say you said eros right Mm -hmm. Uh, this is horus so the egyptian god horus appears on this card as our spiritual guide his hawk-headed image is Mm -hmm. said to illustrate his connection to the sun moon and stars as a keeper of energetic portals to hidden realms he can help us remember our starry origins open psychic vision and connect directly with the wisdom that is held in the stars So it says, through your previous journeys, you have learned much about the inner workings of your soul and about the cycles of karma. Before this this incarnation, you set a powerful intention to remember your divine. What did I say? This is the whole purpose. Yes, this is the whole thing. To remember. At this point, you are in a powerful space for you're remembering who you truly are. And you know that you have it within you to make a great difference in your lives, in your life, the life of others, and of course, the world. This remembering is in alignment with the soul contracts you made before coming to this realm. If you find yourself worrying, if you're making the right decisions, know that even if you aren't conscious of it, all that you have chosen so far is in accordance with your soul's evolutionary plan. Wow. Divine timing, right? Yeah, I love yes. how the cards yep. validate me. Look at this. <laughs> and when you draw the gateway, you're opening up to higher levels. There you go. I like, and I it's think like it's, almost every every yes, podcast people we are do like, they the same thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I hope I hope the folks listening and watching, I hope you guys love it because I freaking. I love it. I love how every single it. time we do a card pull at the end of every it's episode validating. validates the whole episode, like almost word, like those keywords in it. Cute. I just think it's amazing. And Karma? Wait, yes. what? And remembering who you are. Dark. Like, what, yeah. If, if there's one message, yeah, it's, it's similar, right? Because I think the process of remembering who you are, um, you have to be, you know, the earthly realm, the darker, which is what your card was kind of talking about. It's almost like a blending of the two, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
which is what we are. We are a blend of the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like well, and we go bodies. through this, this, yeah. this, the learning and the, the part of learning here is the, that, um, that growth that comes with, like part of the learning is all of the things that we've just sort of talked about. Right. And, and mm-hmm. it's not always going to be easy and it's not always going to be amazing sunshine, you know, rainbows yeah. and all that stuff. You're going to go through really tough moments and it sucks. It yeah. sucks. Yeah. And it never but stops sucking. And it never stops sucking. Yeah. Right. But it's about how you, how you learned from that. Mm-hmm. Right. How you handle that situation, situation, um, whatever that may be and, uh, how you grow with it. It's something that I like repeat to myself. I think Erin and I are pretty good about, um, you know, sharing both sides, you know, Mm-hmm. especially in our social media, like it's not all sunshine and rainbows. And I think that we do come across as, you know, having real lives with challenges as well. But so when I'm kind of in that dark place, whether it's, I'm feeling in a kind of low mood, my anxiety is high or going through a depressive kind of episode or grieving. I always tell myself it, it's, it's right now, but it's not for good. And I always remind mm-hmm. myself that I'm feeling it right now, but it's not forever. Yes. It's yeah, not forever. It's really I'm not going to feel like this forever. It's right no. now. It's not forever. And I like consciously tell myself that. And it instantly kind of lifts me mm-hmm. a little bit out of, out of that. Um, yeah. Allow myself to feel all that because yeah. we can't bypass that. That's a thing. Spiritual bypassing. Maybe we should talk about that in a future episode. I think that, that is, that yeah. would be really good. Yeah. We can't bypass life. No, we can't. That that actually is counterintuitive to the spirit. Doesn't, yeah, <laughs> spirit doesn't want us to. No, you no. don't want to. You don't want to either, because then you're gonna be like, oh, I didn't learn all those lessons. Oh, now I have to do them again. Great. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> do it while you're here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have to keep reminding myself. I'm like, I'm going to just do it all here. I don't want to do it again. I don't want to repeat some lessons. We're going to learn it all here. I think that's powerful though, because I don't know about before, like sometimes I can still be a little bit of a procrastinator. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's pretty like deeply ingrained in my personality, but I've also, as I'm peeling back the layers of my own stuff, I'm realizing that I self-sabotage myself a lot. And the procrastination is the self-sabotage. It actually stems from, I want to be perfect and I want this Mm. to be perfect. And I can't guarantee that none of us can. That's the big thing. Like nobody can. Mm -hmm. So why aren't I just like, so I just give up. I'll just not do it because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it I won't be this. this so why would I yes, do exactly. it? Yeah. Why would I do it? Right. Like when we talked about the other week about the running, it's like, oh, well, I've lost seven minutes off 10 kilometers. Well, then why would I run anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like it's very all or nothing. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. This work in particular, like for me, I almost feel like the spiritual awakenings happening mm. during the process of learning. I'm a medium or afterwards, because it's the things that have come through to me and, and the realization that, Hey, I'm an anxious person. And I never thought I would be running my own business or being my own boss, because I didn't ever think I had what it took for that because of my procrastination and my tendency to want to avoid certain things. (laughs) So 
So like, <laughs> yeah. it's easier if somebody like gives me a routine and a schedule yeah. and I will yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and then I'm put in this position where this is you have to what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and there's something in me that's like, yes, this is for you, even though it's hard and it's scary as hell, but there's something for you here. Stay with it, stay with it, stay with it. But, but this job, especially it's like, okay, I'm an anxious person. I'm a people pleaser. I want to make everybody happy. Okay. Yeah. I have to sit here and I have to connect for someone, everybody, there's expectations, the expectations yeah. and the desire yeah. of the client. Yeah. And I have to be open to channel that information. Mm-hmm. It used yes. to feel like tremendous pressure to me yeah. because I would try to make the reading perfect, but that's mm-hmm. me getting my ego in the reading. Yeah. The yes, best readings I do is when I am completely like, Yep. I'm just like, today's going to yep. be a good day. I'm not going to worry about it. Today's going to be a great reading. Yep. I'm not going to worry about anything. And yes. it's like a fantastic reading. Yes. It's so funny you say that, Amy, because part of what I've been doing, and it just it just came to me, and I know it's spirit, right? But um, for some reason, I had this like instinct of like, okay, I accept that my ego is here, but for now, it's just going to be outside. It's just, it's not, I'm not going to worry about it. Right, I accept that you're here, but I'm just sort of putting you to the side to make way to like channel these messages. Mm-hmm. And that's something that for some reason I just visualize if I'm feeling like anxious or if I'm feeling like, oh my God, I really hope, you know, I think I hope every reading is good, but yes. that's ego talking, right? I always say that spirit's not, your connection to spirit is not going to make you anxious. Right. It's that's yes. not the anxiety. The anxiety is the other piece. It's the I, it's the ego mm-hmm. that is trying to control the outcome. Yeah. Um, and then you feel fear and you get doubt. And then all of those things really play mm-hmm. into the reading. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that I love that. So I, it, you know, we just, we just have to be here and trust and we can prepare as best we can in terms of being well rested and not stressed out and, you know, like out our best for you, but ultimately yeah, it's out of our hands, right. Yeah. Which is, which is the ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate the like ultimate. life lesson for an anxi- anxious life person, lesson. right. It's yep. like, okay, <laughs> but it's worked. And that, that mm-hmm. is the real thing. Like that act of getting to that place and moving through that fear and doing it has that was the challenge right and and me just moving through the fear and moving through the challenge has led to such personal fulfillment and I feel that about most of our challenges and fears yeah 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 it's almost like you got to prove to yourself that you can do it something's not gonna I know we're going over but like something is not going to present itself to you yeah if it's not a possibility for you yes yes if it's coming in it might be like oh this is totally not something that I I never expected I would be a professional medium for my work like never Mm -hmm. but if it's something's constantly coming to you there's a reason for it yeah right it doesn't have to make sense to you at the time no No. and that's part of the trusting process is yeah yeah we'll follow this and I'm just gonna see what happens yeah that's that's part of it ends up good and then you're like okay easier to do it the next time and so on and so on and so on yeah 100 percent. okay everyone oh this was so good this is a good one yeah yeah um 
next week we should say you know stay tuned because yes. we are going to have lovely Nikki on our contest winner for her um her oh, I was gonna say on air it is on air yeah <laughs> reading on air yeah yeah, yeah. so next week we're next, doing next week we're doing that and so that'll air next week yeah next weekend yeah episode right. 31 so stay tuned or if you're like watching this um in the future go next to episode 31 because we're going to be doing an on-air reading Woo! i'm so excited. Wait. Oh, excited i'm stoked I'm yes stoked it's going to be awesome so uh, we'll see you then bye bye everyone if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and tune in each week as we dish on all things spiritual. Don't forget to like, comment on what you would like to hear us talk about next and subscribe.